Welcome to the podcast. I am Stosh May, your host. I'm sitting here today with the homie, Mike Elf. Uh, Mike and I have known each other for quite a long time. We've been friends um, outside of Web3 and NFTs uh, for, it seems like, forever. Uh, it's been a great friend, someone that I look to uh, for inspiration and trust. And, and to be honest with you, he's uh, basically why I got into crypto and Web3. Mike, I'm what's sorry. up? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, man. For real, for real. Uh, no, thanks, it's been uh, yeah. It's been uh, it's been a road, man. It's been a trip yeah, for sure. Thank you for having me. Really excited to be here. Congrats on this new podcast. You guys might definitely have seen us on our previous podcast, and that is yes. Uh, this has spawned that, and I'm really excited to see where you go with this. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Definitely. I mean, uh, as my uh, when I when I had the idea to start this podcast, I was like, who is it that I want to talk to first? And I was like, why wouldn't it be you? Uh, as Thank Mike was you. saying, we, we have another podcast that we've been doing. Um, we're both artists um, and we, you know, kind of exist in this Web3 NFT space as well as I would say IRL, right? Like, I mean, you've been making art as long as I've known you before I knew you, right? So basically what I want to accomplish with this conversation and with the podcast is... We're artists, great. We operate in, in these different spaces and areas. And what does that mean? You know, it's like you see people all the time that are like promoting their, you know, uh, their art and people, man, I, I feel like when I go on like a Twitter timeline, like the amount of art that's being produced is, is, is incredible. And I'm so happy to be a part of that. And I'm so happy to see people doing that. The flip side of that, and, and it's like kind of like knowing how the hot dogs are made is that like, it can be a long, lonely road, you know, it, full of self-doubt, you know, full of the like, why am I doing this? What was I thinking? Like looking at other people's work, uh, man, I, this is something huge for me. Looking at other people's work and thinking like, was that what I should be doing? I should be doing that, mm. right? Like, what do I, like, mm. what is my vision? What's my point of view? All of these things. So I kind of just want to delve into that, get your, your thoughts about it. And um, yeah, why don't you give us a little background about where you're from and, and how this all started? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I have a lot to say about that. And I really agree with, with all of that. And uh, maybe I'll answer a question before I, before I just give a little in info on me or intro on me is like, I oftentimes, like you and I went to Miami and we went to Art Basel and we also did other stuff where we looked at other art, right? Um, that inspires me to a point. Like I, I, as someone who's now an adult in their forties, I, I can tell when I'm reaching my limit of the cup is getting filled. And mm -hmm. I like to take mm -hmm. that and sort of walk away f with it and use what I've the inspiration and what I've been working on thinking on to create. Um, but as an artist in web three, I'm on Twitter and I follow people and I oftentimes can get over influenced by that. And then I get to a point where I look at other people's stuff and I'm like, am I mimicking that? Is this truly what I'm doing? So it's a hard road to navigate. And then you put stuff out and it pops or it doesn't. And then it's like, oh my God. So it's all about knowing like truly what I want to make and what I vibe with. And yes. I'll tell you, man, I've made art for a long, long time, as you know, and you know, not, not, uh, not successfully professionally, I guess you could say, or, or whatever that means. I didn't make money. It wasn't my career. Right. And which is a whole been, other thing, right? Like whole other making thing, money. Right? Just I mean, being who an artist. really, yeah. Who really makes money being an artist? Like very right. few. Right. Um, I mean, I'm sure you can make money and whatever also, but also that's a long game. Right. Um, but, yes. but I, I've made stuff that I thought was incredible 
and mm-hmm. no one liked it or bought it or whatever. So you you know at the end of the day, you got to make stuff that you like when you look at it. Some who said it? I don't know if you said it or you told me the quote or somebody said it that you. Oh, I remember who it was. Um, I'm gonna blank on his name, but he's a curator who was at the Hundred Proof podcast in Miami, and he was talking about. Um, uh, I can't remember his name, but he just went to Haiti and he's he's been traveling around. I follow him on Instagram, but he said you should make stuff that when you look at it, you get nervous and scared that you made it. Like that oh, came wow. from me. And I was yeah. like, oh, that, and I know that feeling because mm-hmm. it doesn't always happen. Mm-hmm. But you know, you make something, you look at it, you're like, holy shit, I made like that. That's my, I did that, and that's like it broke through something. So anyway. Mm-hmm. Who am I? Scary, man. Scary to put yourself out there. Your true self. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I am a semi-doxed artist in the Web3 space. uh, Mike Elf is not just a made-up thing. That is what I used to call myself when I was a little kid because I couldn't say – I had a hard time saying – my last name starts with the letter F, so it would be like Mike F, but I would always just say Mike Elf, and that became Uh. like – that became like uh, my my uncles would like kind of joke and kid and be like Mike Elf. So that that's actually like a, an old nickname of mine. Um, no, I never so, I never knew that. Yeah, I'm dropping the Mike wow. Elf Alpha. Yes, Mike yes. Alpha. Yeah, Mike Alpha. So the Mike Alpha. So uh, so so yeah. So when I decided to and I I was totally doxxed for a while. Cause I have an IRL job and, and you know, to be honest with you, I'm, you know, whatever, I don't care if people know what I do. And I've told a lot of people know what I do in real life, but, um, I, and what I do in real life is not art based it, uh, but it is, well, it is, but it, it's not physically making art based. And, um, I basically have been drawing since I can remember, you know, one of the first things I remember doing was drawing Nintendo pixelated Nintendo characters mimicking mm-hmm. Simpsons drawings and then like actually getting into a lot of like, I used to draw logos a lot. Like I probably should have been a graphic designer mm, uh, because right, I right. loved, I absolutely loved drawing the Nike logo over and over as a kid, like on clothing and on, I just, I loved it. And I just remember this the other day and I, I kind of, I, I give my mom who was a, had a master's in fine art from uh, Hunter college and my stepdad who is a gra- was a graphic is was is a graphic designer. Um, I give them a lot of credit because I was around a lot of this stuff in the house. Like I'm actually my laptop is propped up on a bunch of books that are, came from our library from when I was a kid. It's like typeface books and like cool like illustrations and stuff like that. I give them a lot of credit for who I am today. But at one point, I remember saying to my to my stepdad, I was like, I want to like I wanted to rock this like Nike sweatsuit when I was like nine or ten years old. And my mom and my stepdad were like, you might not want to like rock all Nike. Like you want to, mm. you know, like you like change it up a little bit. And I was like, oh, OK. Like, so I don't know, like who I am today is kind of it's so funny. Like I am who I was then. So but art, you know, it was very hard to make a career as an artist. And I tried to go to school for filmmaking and I tried to be an artist in Brooklyn in the early 2000s. And, you know, yeah, I did boy. it. And I was like in the, you know, in the the sphere of a lot of the street artists of, of Brooklyn, you know, of the aughts, like the Judith Supines and the fails and shout out uh, Judith Ram- Supine. Shout out Judith Supine. And like, uh, you know, even like Banksy when he was in New York doing stuff, there's, that's a whole nother story. I mean, I certainly have been orbiting around street art and modern art for my entire life. I remember going to art museums with my mom and my stepdad looking at like specifically like Lucian Freud. I remember going to see his exhibit at one point somewhere 
and going to like art museums and I didn't love it then, but I also was like, it just, it all seeped in. So, right. you know, art has been there and then I didn't do art for a long time and came up on NFTs. That's a whole long, long story, but basically had this iPad and this Apple pencil and I just was like procreate and I just started doing it and doing it and doing it. And then I was like, you know, I found my form again, collage art, IRL collage art is a big one of mine. Um, and, and then like kind of taking that idea and turning it into what I've now called digital mixed media or like Digimix is like one of the collections of mine on foundation where it's like a lot of, a lot of hand-drawn procreate, a lot of cut and paste like collage type stuff, as well as, you know, making animated GIFs or GIFs and, and animated collage digital mixed media. So, you know, I've really come to use a lot of AI. I've really come to like embrace everything that's out there technologically. You know, I used to think like it has to be, and I love like, I don't know how to paint. I can draw, but I can't paint. So uh, a lot of that, uh, it's where I'm at today. I feel very comfortable making art and calling it art that's mine that uses lots of different digital mediums kind of smushed together. So that's sort of where I'm at and how, how I've gotten to where I am today. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's interesting too. I think several things that you said in there, but two things that stuck out and one, I kind of want to circle back to like the collages that you started to make of like people's PFPs and all that, just to touch on that. But also, you know, three things that procreate, right? That's a tool. AI is a tool. All of these things are tools. You can't, yeah. even with AI, like I have to know the prompts. I, I like, mess with the prompts i change the prompts to get what i want it's not this thing that's just as easy like oh you could do anything on procreate no it takes time dude none of this stuff happens overnight and that's something i just want to like just drive home all the time it's like dude it's blood sweat and tears you got to put a lot of stuff into it you know you didn't just pick pick up the apple pencil and just like this is amazing. I just made this amazing thing. Everyone loves it. I'm a millionaire now. Life is good. I don't have to worry about anything else. People are always going to love me. They're always going to love my art. Blah, blah, blah. It doesn't work that way. You know? You should see some Everything of the stuff you I did said, in the beginning. Brother, oh. look through my iPad. God, help us. But it's like, dude, it, all, it takes time, man. And you've been like willing to put in the time, right? And, 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 and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like the only way that I can kind of discover, I'll speak for myself, only way I can discover my voice and what it is I want to say is by doing it. By failing a bunch of times. A bunch of times. Making some real shit. You know, some garbage. And sometimes I actually think it's really good, right? Like you were saying. And sometimes it's trash. And I don't know why it's going to resonate with anyone else. And that's also kind of not my business, right? My business is the making of the art. And then once I put it out there, it's up to you to think what you want about it. It's, it's like when you're talking about Lucian Freud, right? When I first saw that work, I was like, this is amazing, cool, cool, cool. Then you go, you know, and, and I see it as an adult and as someone that's been creative for however long. And I'm like, the fuck is this? What <laughs> is this? You know, it was like when I, I went and saw the Wolfgang Tillman's thing at MoMA three times. Are those photographs mind-blowing? Yes and no, right? Like there is something about them that I wanted to go back time and again. Can I take those photographs? Yes, I can. I have an iPhone. I have a camera, blah, blah, blah. The body of work, the ethos behind it, the amount of time this person has put into it is brilliant, man. I just, I thought it was an unbelievable show. And 
yeah, I just think it takes it takes a lot of effort, and I think that you know you you you're putting in that effort, right? So, real quick, yeah, circle mean, back. Yeah, talk about the the collages that you they were doing. Oh well, you know, I as a as a collage artist who worked a lot on um, like wood and uh, and cutting out stuff out of out of magazines. This is a trick that I learned from some of the early, you know, street artists was to use resin to to kind of seal that stuff onto the wood. Um, so I started, you know, I, I just started like making CryptoPunk. I got this idea. I was like, let me see what it's like to create a pixelated collage. And I realized, you know, it was hard, but it also was like kind of fun. I like the tediousness of it. And again, it was one of those things where I started doing it. I looked at it. I was like oh shit, this is going to look actually pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. And I made some and, you know, I sold one and and then I made a, a Moonbirds one right before Proof dropped Moonbirds and that got a lot of play on Twitter. And and then I made a, I made one of mine, which is, you know, hanging here in my in my studio. And But really it came down to like, I actually thought if you had asked me nine months ago, I was like, oh, I'm going to be making these physical pieces for people. Like that mm-hmm. really felt like I was getting a lot of love on that. And somebody, I had a couple people, you know, commissioned me for them and a crypto skulls one. And I was like, oh, this is it. But I realized that, you know, web three wants a lot of trad art, traditional art in it. But like, it still was the time consumption of making the physical thing. It was like, you know, in my house, I don't have like a dedicated studio. I'm working on my dining room table at night. Mm. It's like, pouring resin in my kitchen and it's noxious. I remember, you know, I did all this 10 years, 15 years ago. I'm like, oh yeah, you need to like keep the windows open because like, mm-hmm. it's, like, it's like, you know, chemical smell. So I didn't stop doing it, but I think, you know, as an artist, you have to be a little pliable, but you also mm-hmm. have to be a little headstrong, right? Like, you know, the the greats probably have a, had a lot more, conversations of in their minds of like well i don't want to make that but i should because it'll probably help my career like mm-hmm. you know like maybe who knows i don't know basquiat or who didn't but like whatever right it doesn't matter like eventually you got to have to do what the what, unless you want to just make if you're just making art for the fuck of it then cool right but yeah. if you want to actually try to sell some stuff you know so i was like and i started making some stuff on the digitally and i was like maybe this might be a better long-term goal and it's a little easier for supplies and i don't have to go out and buy space right space and time i can you know so so i haven't done that as much but i still like doing it and actually my wife is complaining that i promised her i was going to make her something i still haven't you know six Mm. months later but (laughs) i get very like caught up in it you know so i'm like i'm doing that a lot but now it's i got the ipad it's just a little and it's actually I've I've figured out again a medium where I feel proud to put that work out, and also it feels like it's true to me. I'm not trying to like right. make a painting that I don't. I mean, you know, I'm like making stuff that I feel is real to who I am. Huge. I think it's everything because you you're still going to do this. If you know, I read about this a lot. Like if we're just doing things for the money, we're we're, we're going to quit or we're going to fail. Yeah. It's not going to work that way. Totally. Like, you have to love the process, you know? You really do. And it's like I think that's the hardest thing for people to really understand. And and that's what I'm I'm hearing you say, you know? It's like you no matter what, you know, and also, bro, it's very difficult to grow as an artist. 
because people expect a certain thing from you or they want a certain thing from you, whether you're, you know, uh, hugely famous or not, you know, it's, I think it's really difficult for people to make changes. I mean, you look at yeah. musicians all the time, right? They're like, Oh, I re they released these three albums when they first started or two albums. And then all of a sudden they just like flip the script and people are like, fuck is this? I don't want this. I, I want the, I want the first record. Can't oh, you yeah. just make the first record again? And it's like, nah, man, like I'm an artist. I have to grow. And I think like you're saying, man, we have so many tools at our disposal and it's like to incorporate all those things. Like, why would you not, I don't know. Why would I not want to do that? I want to do that. You know, I want exactly. to grow creatively. So where yeah, do you I talk about this all the time with the music thing, just to kind of to bookend that, like, you know, if you, if you know, the nine inch nails, a downward spiral, right? Like is like this moment in time that was perfect, you mm -hmm. know? And if they, if nine inch nails gave you that every time, then you would end up hating nine inch nails. Right. So it's like, right. I mean, there's just, and also I, the immense burden as an artist now, who's like got a little traction going. I'm like, oh my God, the burden of like having a masterpiece behind you can probably, I no wonder there's one hit wonders. And yeah. cause it's like, you know how hard, <laughs> fucking hard it is to maintain crippling. that yep. crippling unless crippling. you are, you know, tapped into source and like whatever right that's a whole nother conversation so yeah you got to have a really strong constitution man i mean you got to have a support system a network you got to talk to people and don't read the comments don't read the reviews nah. yeah yeah when I, I was an actor for a long time and this director that i worked with he was a director of the, the theater company he was like uh you know what they do with reviews tomorrow they wrap fish with them yes so don't you know back when people were reading newspapers and it's like Yo, you're going to get good reviews and you're going to like be like, yes, I am a god. Then you're going to get a terrible review and you're going to be like, oh, I just want to die, actually. My work sucks. Everything I've ever done sucks. I'm a complete and total fraud. And this is a joke. And I should probably just go get a bartending job. You know, <laughs> that's what I think. Or I'm going to park cars or any of the other uh, jobs that I've done. So where do you, I guess, last final question where do you see yourself going? Where do you see your art going, your space, uh, in the space? So I've really tried a couple things. I've really tried to, you know, not make a deal with myself to like stay consistent. But as in that book, which I highly suggest reading if no one has, The War of Art mm -hmm. uh, by the author. I cannot remember his name, but it's basically like the muse will come to those who are consistent, basically, you know, boil it all down to that. Right. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, the world and ourselves, our brain, et cetera, will pull us away in any way, shape or form, you know, and make anything look more important than actually sitting down and doing the work. So the consistency for me is getting at least um, a one of one piece out on a monthly basis, at least. Right. Mm -hmm. Putting something on foundation, um, to, and I'm on foundation, you know, just because I got an invite to it a while ago and I actually like the, you know, you can follow people and see mm -hmm. that type of thing. Yeah. Um, good social, and, uh, you know, super, super rare is obviously a goal, right. At some point. So I see myself on super rare at some point, uh, but a one-on-one on foundation at least once a month. So that means I'm working on something like that, maybe two depending, um, but at least one. And then secondly, I've started this thing a couple of weeks ago called 99 cent NFTs. And this came to me to talk about source or talking about like, you know, uh, 
taking action, right? Another quote, I think my wife sent it to me that like this idea of like, if you don't act on things that, you know, you get inspired on within the first minute or two of doing it, it's gone. Right. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean you have to act on everything, but like, if it's a thing where you're like, again, where you're like, oh shit, that's a really Mm -hmm. good idea. Definitely write it down. And if you're able to like do this, start the process of doing it, you don't have to complete it then, but get it going. So I had this thing come to me. I was like, you know, everyone wants like the more, the NFT, like the month, the one that's going to make them the money, get the X copy and like to flip it and hold it and punks and fidenzas. But like, what about, you know, our friend, whoever, who's like, doesn't have an NFT and doesn't want to spend fucking thousands of dollars on something, right? To make art to, that is on the cheap side. Um, Just like, you know, if you live in New York City or somewhere, you know, you need the high-end stores, but you also need the bodega, right? And there's things Mm -hmm. at both. Bodega is the Um, backbone, baby. Bodega is the backbone of New York City. So... You know, this idea that like, okay, I will spend 99 cents on something because I like, first of all, it's got to look good, right? It's not like mm-hmm. shitty and it's 99 cents. It's something that I'm proud to put out and it's 99 cents. So I started that and sold it out like, you know, kind of unexpectedly at 999, like in like less than 12 hours. So sick. I was like, I was like, oh, okay. And I think the piece was actually really good. It was it's called yeah. Follows You and, and check it out, you know, um, so, so that was like an aha moment. I was like, okay, because also, sorry for the background noise. I don't want to, you know, I have some collectors, people who have also bought my one of ones. I don't want to, you know, dilute that. Right. I want to make sure that there's, you know, that the one of one collectors are, you know, so these are very high volume editions. And then we did some burn mechanics around it. And then people are maybe getting sick of burn mechanics, but I think they're kind of fun. So, you know, you could buy five and then you were burning for other things. And at the end of the day, right, it's been like almost three weeks of that. There's four, maybe five pieces out there right now that um, came sparked from that. So my goal with that is to put out at least one 99 cent actual 99 cent NFT per month. Mm-hmm. maybe some burns around it, et cetera. I act in my mind. I see them more as like two ways. One tokens for my ecosystem, because again, mm-hmm. you know, I'm building a thing, my, you know, the Mike Elf art collecting game, right? Whatever it is that could turn into something like that. Right. So, you know, you're going to want to have quarters to put in the slot machine. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as like, if we're into a band, right? Like, let's say again, nine inch nails, you know, I want to pay a lot of money to see them in concert. That's a one-on-one. I want to buy their album for whatever, right? And that's like on vinyl or special ligament, right? So that's maybe, mm-hmm. a, you know, a, 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 an addition that's got a, a low number. And I also, like in high school, wanted the patch or the stickers to put on my bag or on my books, mm-hmm. right? So I certainly paid $3 back in the day for a tool sticker or a Nine Inch Nails sticker to put on my guitar case or something like that. It's all part of the Nine Inch Nails ecosystem. So I think there's a space for all of that. And great point, I will say great this. Point. Yeah. I, like that came to me too. I was like, yeah, That's great. I spent money at, at different levels, right? Yep. Um, makes perfect sense. It makes sense because you want to, I want to put a sticker on my car of the coffee shop I like, right? I yep. spent the $2. Why? Yep. I don't know. I want people to know I like it. Yeah, it's just so, yeah. You're, you're you're telling people who you are, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. and I like stickers, so I think you know, they, you know, Poe apps are stickers, but that's like a diff- whole different thing. That's more again, that's like grinding for whitelist stuff, which is fine. I, you know, the, at the end of the day, it's all good. Um, but what I was gonna say is, I think I lost the thought. I think the thought is gone. 
Yep. It's gone. No, it's not gone. Ha ha. Oh. back. Uh, what I was going to say is, you know, it's again with the thing of Twitter and looking at art, which can kind of be good or fuck us up, that mm-hmm. if you don't know what you're doing, if you don't have a plan or if the plan is coming to you, it's okay to experiment and try different things, see what works, see what doesn't. But if you come across, and this, I, this is, I'll speak for myself, but I'm suggesting it because it's happened to me. I have an idea and like Twitter, just like the world or just like the, you know, whatever the muse, like I, Twitter will, t- I'll see someone with an actual opposite take of what I'm thinking. And it'll make me think, Oh shit, I'm, I'm wrong. So right. there is a place for all of this. I believe in this ecosystem. And if I don't give a shit, if someone thinks burn mechanisms are, played out now or open editions suck or whatever cool i'll figure that out for myself and maybe not right but like it's okay if i have a differing opinion from someone on twitter just because i follow someone and they say this the open edition meta is over i'm sick of Mm -hmm. it it's tiring cool but also like there may be 10 other people who don't have anything of mine who want that so that's okay with me too right so i'm building and the last thing i'll say is like we have such an opportunity. I hear this a lot in Web three to interact with your collectors and your your community in such a cool way. Like I like going on OpenSea and looking at who's collected my stuff, looking at their wallet, going through, seeing like, oh, they've collected that. Oh, they have every one of my thing. Oh, like you know, this is like their activity. This is sort of how they roll. This person's like into like collecting smaller things. Person's into collecting more expensive, like less. I love that. It's like, I can see truly like, right. Cause you go to a band, you go to a show or an art show. It's like, you just base it all on, did I sell things or not? Right. Mm -hmm. But like, what about the impressions that you made? You don't get to Mm -hmm. know those. And, uh, you know, I think it's all about like, really giving the value to the people who show up and those people might be silent they may not like they may not even like your twitter posts they mm-hmm. may not even follow mm-hmm. you right but yeah. like my shit's in their wallet or you know so like cool like thank like thank you like thank you for that i you know so it doesn't go unnoticed and I think, unfortunately, if you get the more popular you get, the, the busier you get, the more famous you get, the more money you get. I think some people forget that, you know, like, you know, don't forget about the streets that brought you up. But also, like, this allows us to actually see that. It's fucking cool. It's really cool. Yeah, it is. Amazing. Well, thank you, brother. I appreciate you sitting down and taking the time out. Um, shout out your socials. Shout out your foundation page. Uh, hit, hit us with those. Yep, absolutely. The Mike Elf on Twitter, uh, the Mike Elf on Instagram too, and then on Foundation. If you just search Mike Elf, you'll see me pop up there with the yellow moonbird, yellow background of Skelly Fire Moonbird. That's me. Um, also, whoa, wow, big old truck, from, huh? I don't know what that racing was. zoom zoom. Um, maybe it's maybe it's the muse trying to tell me to stop showing myself but basically uh, yeah <laughs> never, if you never. Uh, also if you go yeah, if you go on OpenSea and search 99 cent nfts you'll see the four pieces that are there um everything's sold out now so you have to buy it on secondary but a lot of it's very hello. very cheap boom, yeah, hello. Boom. and um follow me for that stuff uh a new a new 99 cent nft coming probably february first something like that so sick thank you all right brother thank you check out the mike elf uh and uh, yo, if you were into this podcast, subscribe, like it, let your friends know. 
holla at your boy. Peace. Thank you.